I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. This is Computer Talk with Tab, hosted by Eric Semmel of Tab Computer Systems. Interact with Eric and his guest by phone at 522-WTIC or 1-800-966-WTIC. Email them in the studio at gethelpattabinc.com or get help anytime at computertalkwithtab.com. Now, here's Eric. Good morning. This is Computer Talk with Tab. I'm Eric. And I'm Bob. And we're going to be here till 11 o'clock. We have three lines open for you on this lovely Saturday morning before the storm. I know you're out getting your bread and milk, but if you need any help with uh, your computers, we're here to help you. Um, 1-800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, like the gentleman said. Let's go right to your calls. We're going to go to Ray in Springfield next. Hey, Ray. Hi. Good morning, guys. Morning. Um, question for you is uh, Windows, when I uh, have a... USB hard drive plugged in and uh, then want to so-called safely disconnect it. Yep. Uh, oftentimes, I'll get the message that Windows can't release the drive because it's still being used. Right. Of course, of course it doesn't tell you what's using it. Right. And uh, I can't, I haven't been able to figure out why that, you know, what, what might be using it. I've closed Virtually every application, every user application. Um, yeah. Typically, the, typically there's a file that's in use on that drive. And well, what could that possibly be? Well, you know, it could be an open file that you had. You could add a notepad open. You could open the file and then saved it and minimized it, but it's still open. And well, no, I, I've, um, I've made sure that that's not the case as far as I can tell. You know, I have no applications open other than Windows Explorer, uh, let's say, and Task Manager, and that's it. Yeah. So and if you had Windows Explorer open and a file opened in that or just clicked on that was on that drive, then it sees that folder as being in use, and that's what it's warning you about. By the operating system. By the operating well, system. Right. But what right. I would do is I wouldn't worry about it. If you close all your applications... And you're not using anything, just pull the plug. Yeah, yeah. I've been a little worried about doing that, although I have done it. But, you know, what's interesting, though, is uh, it only seems to do it with USB hard drives, mm -hmm. uh, like an SD card or a flash drive, you know, thumb drive. It, I've never had it happen with those. Right. Um, there's it's something a little different about the fact that it's a, uh, a hard drive. It's something about USB. The technology with USB has always been a little kludgy, um, how it sees devices, whereas the flash, you know, you've got that plugged into a card reader, right? The Well, an SD card I have plugged into a card reader port on the desktop. Yeah. So it's, you know, it sees that more of a more removable device than USB. USB can be so many different things, and I think it's the communication between the operating system and the USB ports that it's just, it's always been a little kludgy. So yeah. if you're sure nothing's open, you can safely even you you do more than most people trying to eject it at all. Most people just rip it out anyways. <laughs> um, but uh, you're trying to eject it the right way. I think 
But Bob well, said it's fine. The thing is, is if you have files open and right. you just yank the cord, you can corrupt files, and it is possible to lose data. Right. There are right. data recovery uh, utilities that you can use to recover it, but the odds are if you just pull it, eventually you're going to corrupt it, and then you're going to have to fix it or throw it away and replace it or whatever. Right. Yeah, and I don't want that to happen, of course. Do you have a backup, Ray? I do, but, you know... Still, no, yeah, just just asking. Yeah. <laughs> well, this well these drives are backup drives. You know, I have. Oh, so you have the primary data somewhere else? Yeah, the primary data is on the hard drive in the desktop. Okay. But I, but I plug in you know yeah, portable good. drives to back things up. But again, the risk. So the risk is low, right? So you would have to have multiple failures for you to lose data in this case. You'd have to have your primary fail and your and your USB drive fail or um, at the same time, which would be something like getting crypto, right? You'd have to have something happening where you're getting encrypted by the bad guys in your primary and secondary device. But you have another drive, right? A second drive, a, a second USB drive, right? For a second shot at your backup, right? Yes. Yeah. So you're you're doing fine. Um, even well, if, even if you happen to cause a problem when you do the next backup, it'll overwrite and it should take care of that issue. Yeah. Uh, can I get that on the uh, signed? document from you <laughs> <laughs> we can't okay. guarantee data unfortunately well, do, you know, do you know is there a way to find out what windows thinks is still using a file on these drives hmm there is a way but it's tough it's a lot of work Okay. Only it's only because of what you probably had done during the during the session. Um, you know, did you open a file? Did a file get copied? Is it up in up in RAM and is still referencing that drive? It's most likely some sort of operating system reference where Microsoft says, "Hey, this drive is available, and if you pull it, Ray, you could cause an issue." Um, well, I yeah, I realize that. And yeah, and even if you even if you find the answer, it doesn't mean you can tell Microsoft to stop it. Well, maybe maybe not, but I like to find out what it thinks is using it and yeah. if, if it is something I can stop. I just don't want to leave you know, a, a, an unclosed uh, file situation there where it may corrupt something. Yeah, No, I, I appreciate that and it's nice to hear that you're concerned like this. Um, it's refreshing actually. But it, the problem is you're trying, to, you're trying to solve something that's irrational. Um, when you right click and tell the darn thing to eject, micro, you've told Microsoft, I would like to disconnect all access to this drive. And Microsoft's saying, no, I, I, I think somebody's using it. And you're like, right. no, eject. It would be like, your v, it'd be like in the old days when your VCR would say, no, I don't want to eject the tape. Right? Yeah. And right. the VCR says, somebody's using it. And you're like, no, nobody's using it. Eject the darn thing. Um, <laughs> it's the same thing here. You're telling it to do it, and Microsoft is saying, no, someone's using it. And it's not someone. It's them. And it's, it could be antivirus. It could be, it could be a little scan happening. It could be... A program that was referencing that drive letter is saying is 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 pinging it, saying no, no, don't go away, or or Ray can't use it anymore, and, and you Ray are saying I don't want to use it anymore. Right. Um, so we can see if there's anything out there specifically for that. I don't know that there is. Uh, do you know of any utility, Bob, that will help with that? Well, you used to be able to go in, and this was in servers. You could go in under file management and see the files that were opened. And who was using them? But, yeah, I guess but in the operating system. But the in local a, PC. on the desktop, you really don't have that. There were utilities available years ago. I haven't used one in years. Yeah, so we may have to check on that, Ray, to see if we can find something. But we will. 
Okay. Well, if Windows thinks something is using it, then it, it should be able, to, obviously, to tell you what that something is. Oh, no, 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 Ray. You're using, <laughs> you're using too much logic. And the problem is, most likely, is it's not Windows is thinking someone's using it. It's Windows is using it. It's a loop. Oh. Most likely, okay. it's an internal loop where Windows is saying, I'm using it, and I can't let you, let you go. Right. And then, then you're going to fight City Hall. You can't do it because Windows thinks somebody's using it, even though it's I'm, Windows. Oh, I'm ready for the fight. All right, man. <laughs> well, we'll try to help you. We'll see if we can find something out here that will help with that. Okay, thank you. I appreciate it. Our pleasure, Ray. Take care now. All right, bye-bye. Bye. So it is right for him to be concerned. Um, and we'll try to find something for him. Uh, we're going to step up for a quick break. we got three lines open for you. Uh, Karen, hang on. Feel free to get online, 800-966-WTIC, 522-WTIC, and uh, star WTIC. If you're a Bitcoin millionaire, call in. Let me know how you're doing. Uh, I want to know what kind of yacht you bought with your Bitcoins or the house you bought with your Bitcoins or the car you bought with your Oh, you didn't buy any of that? Let me know. If you got a bunch of Bitcoins you're all happy about, I'd love to know what you're doing with them. We'll be right back. And we are back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to be here till 11 o'clock. One line open for you. Feel free to get online. And uh, we'll do our best to help you out with computer problems, comments, questions, and concerns. We are taking Bitcoin. Uh, so when we call you, we're going to ask you for your Bitcoin wallet, and you're going to have to pay us in uh, fake currency. We used to take Beanie Babies. You remember Beanie Babies, Bob? Beanie Babies. Everyone bought a Beanie Baby because they're going to be worth millions. You know how many Beanie Babies are around, out on the planet now? With... Yeah, right next to my... <laughs> I got one right next to my pet rock. Exactly. <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, let's go on to uh, Karen in Manchester. Hey, Karen. Hi. Um, well, first you have to promise me you're not going to laugh when I ask my question. I promise. Okay. Um First of all, I don't have a smartphone and I don't have a an iPod, right. but I do have a Chromebook. Okay. And I was wondering if there's a way to download music from my Chromebook and get it somehow into my car. Okay. So does your car have a USB port? Uh, yes, it has a little AUX uh, outlet. Um, oh, aux. A little aux port. Aux port. It's got obviously okay, CD put. Yeah, so, yeah. So you can do a couple. You can actually put the... Music on the Chromebook. Bring the Chromebook in your car, okay. and plug a cable like a, like it would be for for headphones out of your out of your uh, Chromebook and into your aux port, and you can play the music on your Chromebook, and it'll go through your car speakers. But I have to bring the Chromebook into the car, or can, right? I have to well, yeah. always have the. Okay. You need a player of some kind. So if you don't have right. an iPod, you don't have a smartphone because you could do that with a smartphone or an iPod as well. Oh, you, okay. You could go get a music player of some kind. Yes. Um, and download your music to that player, mm-hmm. plug it into the speakers, and then plug it into the aux port on your car, and you could play all play your music right there off of that device. But okay. your, your Chromebook's not very big; just keep it no, concealed. It's small. Keep it concealed right. so you, when you park it somewhere. But um, yep. or or invest in one of those player devices. Okay. Um, or get a smartphone. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's redundant. I don't do social media, so I, I think it's I don't you know see. Paying for a data plan with smartphones. I hear smartphones. you. I hear so. you. It's not worth it. All right. The Russians okay, are doing well, everything on there. All right, Karen. Thank you very much. You're welcome. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. Yeah, you can connect any out, uh, anything that you would have an outbound headphone to into an aux port on your car. If you have a newer car that has Bluetooth, uh, you could do connect any device that has Bluetooth that can play music as well. Right. And then my, you know, my kids want to use Spotify. I'm like, guys, you're using data to play the music you already have on your phone. <laughs> They're me bonkers, but we still don't use much data. Um, let's go on to Carl in New Britain. Hey, Carl. Carl, you there? 
Yep, I'm here. What's up? Okay, I, I've got some basic questions here. I'm considering these, what, these 201 computers, the laptop that can turn into a tablet. Oh, I love those. That's what I have. You, you have that? Yes. Okay, the question is, <laughs> would you recommend it? Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. I would have you look at the HP Elite X2. Yeah, Elite X2. There's a Gen. Yeah, there's a Gen 2 version. Go ahead. There's a Gen 2 version, which is uh, 12 inches and uh, solid state hard drives. You can get them in i5, i7s. Um, beautiful keyboard that tears right off the bottom of the of the device, and you can use it as a tablet. Uh -huh. uh, Windows 10 operating system. It's my primary computer. I use it at work. It's sitting here in the studio right now. I, I'll plug into two large monitors and. Oh, it's, you just answered another question for me. <laughs> yeah, you use a you use a docking station. It's yeah. a USB C docking station. These can be a little kludgy. Um, you need to get the right one for that Elite X2, so it does provide enough power, and then it'll power multiple monitors, a network connection, um, other USB devices if you want. And uh, it's a great it's a great very portable device. I, I love it. Okay, so it's a, it's HP Elite X2. It's a G2 flavor now, the Generation 2. I'm running a Gen 1. Gen 1. But you can find Gen 2s yeah. now. Yeah, if you're going to, you wouldn't be able to give an approximate price. That just. Yeah, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. So you'll probably spend about $1,300, because you're paying for the performance, the portability, and the technology. Um, okay. So look at that. Now, Microsoft has their Surface, but I'm not a big fan of their Surface. You can look on Consumer Reports, and they have a hard time recommending them. Um, they are a similar type of device. I know the NFL uses it, but whatever. Um, yeah. <laughs> HP's been making laptops forever. And, yeah, well, uh, I, I know you recommend you seem to favor the uh, the HP people. So oh, I, yeah, yeah. And, and just barely. I mean, all these companies have their issues, yeah, but it, yeah. oh yeah, they do have a good product here in this. I've used it for years, and. Uh, you know, it's it's something to look at. Okay, uh, and I can I go? Well, I guess uh, either way, wire, wireless or it will be wireless and sure. and by default because there's no network yeah, connection. Yeah. But then it'll have an adapter that it should come with it that'll allow for a hard wired connection if you don't buy the port replicator. Uh huh. Okay, and I, I would also have to look for part part replica, replicator. Yeah, they should have included in the accessories when you go on the website. It'll it should. I'll put that in quotes. Link the proper one, but every now and again, these websites don't do that. Uh -huh. um, so you got to be certain that it is the proper port replicator with enough power to deal with uh, powering the unit and um, offering the ability to watch uh, to have the additional monitors connected. Could, so be careful. Could you could you be able to watch uh, get onto the internet and watch TV through this? Uh, yeah. TV stations. Yep, you can download you know any apps through the App Store and. Uh -huh. uh, you, you can do that. Okay, and in place of uh, cable TV, something like that. Well, you still need internet. You, you have to, yeah. You can get rid of cable TV that way, um, mm -hmm. and just have uh, like Direct TV, which is internet based, or Sling TV. But yeah. it, it, your computer really is not designed the way. Um, no, it's not really for that purpose. But. Yeah. Okay. Thank you very, very much. Oh, you're welcome, Carl. Thank you. All right. Bye, bye. Bye. Yeah, he wants one thing to rule them all. <laughs> TV, laptop, everything. But I can't say enough. I mean, the, the Elite X2 has been great, great device for me. Let's go on to Steve in Cheshire next. Hey, Steve. Hey, guys. Hey. What's hey, up? I just want to get your opinion. And uh, I have Cox as my provider. In November, they did an email upgrade. Yeah. Um, 
computer devices, PC, laptop, and a phone. Um, everything was running great, and all of a sudden, um, all my emails from, like, before June disappeared. Mm-hmm. Uh, my laptop was set up as a POP. The rest were set up as IMAP. Mm-hmm. Uh, talking with Cox, they said basically because of my laptop being POP, it pulled all the emails off the server, and mm-hmm. uh, I didn't have it set up to delete off server. They were there. They were you know, years of emails. Mm. Uh, just want to get your opinion on, on if they were correct in assuming that uh, since my laptop was uh, set up as pop, that that was the cause of my emails disappearing off their server. It could have been. And that all depends on whether or not in the settings, in your Outlook, under your profile and under your uh, email settings, there's a place where you can go in, and I believe it's under Advanced, where it says leave a copy on the server, and you can set how many days you want to leave copy for. Right. Or you can not set the date at all and just leave them there, theoretically forever. But uh, I would contend that after you reach a certain limit, that Cox is going to clean house. Right. Well, I was below my uh, capacity, and uh, and I did I did not have the box checked. I, I checked it there. Mm-hmm. Did a manual setup. Just curious. I'm just a little frustrating when you're going back looking. There's pictures and personal things that are just gone forever now. So, 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 Steve, let that be a warning to you about the cloud. Yeah. This is exactly how the cloud works. They do not care. What are you going to do anyways? Right. It was free. They had no right. responsibility. Um, so this is a, a, a is a great an examples I can give you about the cloud. These providers do not care. And they can change their requirements. They can tell you, they could put in their latest email SLA that they only have to keep five days right now of email. Boom. That's yeah. all they're going to do. Okay. So, right? you know, you're, pay- you're paying for a service and, uh, and you assume that, you know, they're going to look after your best interest. But uh, here's an example of uh, where I'm uh, SOL. You are, you are exactly SOL. So that's, again, any cloud service, whether it be hosting your pictures, whether it be hosting your email, whether it be hosting your application, your, your, your agreement with that company can be changed instantly by that company. That company could go away tomorrow. It could be bought by somebody, and the, and the company that bought them says, you know what? I don't care about Steve's email. Goodbye. Uh, because there is no requirement for them to hang on to it. And you know what happens when you assume, Steve. Mm, yeah, yeah. Yeah, fair enough. Well, I appreciate your, uh, your your clarification there. All right, Steve. Sorry about that. Yeah, have a good day. All right, you too. We've had a lot of calls about Cox and their email changes, but this is exactly why you've got to be careful with the cloud because that cloud can dissipate at any time. <laughs> it can just go poof. Um, and if you look at what you've signed for, there is absolutely no responsibility on their part to have anything whatsoever at all. So on a bright, sunny day when there isn't a cloud in the sky? Your mail could go bye-bye. <laughs> Goodbye. Uh, keep that in, in mind. Um, as long as you're aware of that, fine, but operate that way. We're going to be here until 11 o'clock. Larry, Joe, Sherry, hang on. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're going to do everything we can to post everything we've talked about live over at computertalkwithtab.com, the old-fashioned website. Mike G is feverishly posting that for you now. If you like Tab Computer Systems on Facebook, it'll go to your news feed. And right below Donald Trump's Twitter feed is ours, Tab Computer Sys. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. We're here until 11 o'clock. The lines are all jammed up like we promised. And thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. 
we had a caller that called in, and we had a bit of a discussion about um, safely ejecting USB devices. And Bob and I were kind of explaining that you know there's not really a utility out there, but we didn't think of the obvious, which I'm kind of kicking myself for because we love to try to focus on the most simple way to solve this issue. So if you're still listening, um, the simplest way to make sure you can safely eject your USB device is by going to start, shut down. <laughs> So then Windows can't tell you there's something using it when the computer's off. So you start, shut down, and you then can safely remove any USB device connected. I didn't think of that, darn it. But it's going to give you a uh, warning telling you that applications are open and using files. That is and possible. it gives you the option to shut down anyway. That is true. That is true. But at least it'll be cleanly shut down and everything should work more smoothly that way. And I wish I thought of that while we were talking with him because that's the... Easiest way to deal with that. Turn it off. All right, let's go to um, Sherry in West Hartford next. Hey, Sherry. Hi, thanks for taking the call. Sure. I have a quick question. Um, my computer, I'm using Firefox as a browser, yeah. and a message came up saying, refresh, it seems to be slow. So I said, oh, okay. So I refreshed. Wait a minute. The computer told you it seemed to be slow? Well, the, the Firefox a message came up. Now, okay. I, I didn't just take that, so I went to the Firefox under help. You're good. And I hit the refresh. You, okay. Okay, it refreshed everything, and it does seem faster. Good. However, I lost certain things. I lost AdBlock that I had on it and mm. several other things. And then I want to put AdBlock back on, mm-hmm. but I don't trust just going to the website. So could you guys post that on your... Yeah. Okay. Ad, yeah, AdBlock Plus is what we've always recommended. It, it works well. I have it on my other computer. Yeah. And another quick question. So now that I have the latest Firefox and I refresh and it seems faster... Oh, yeah. It doesn't have anything that blocks ads on it automatically, right? You can opt out of certain things. You can actually use incognito mode. If you go and hit, uh, if you want to open a new tab, you can actually look and open an incognito mode style browser, which would kind of make things generic. You'd still get ads, but they wouldn't be designed for you, Sherry. They'd be more generic because mm-hmm. um, the site wouldn't know that you're there. But uh, no, there's no real built-in ad blocking that I know of with Firefox. Um, Okay. There are with, I guess, Opera tried Opera. to do that. The Opera yeah. browser has a built-in ad block. Yeah, no, I'm very happy with Firefox now. That it's very quick. And oh, yeah. It's, it's, I love it. So I'll just add the ad block. That's all. Yeah, we'll put a link for ad block plus. Thank you so much, guys. You got Appreciate it. it. Yep. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Um, yeah, Firefox is much faster than it used to be. Let's go on to Joe in Litchfield next. Hey, Joe. Hello. Hello. What's up? Hi. I, uh, Eric, yes, I, um, I've uh, got an a, uh, HP laptop here. It's probably six to seven years old, and it's, uh, it did uh, something a little strange here recently. It, uh, it, uh, right after it, the computer went dark on me, bad mm. sign, right? It could um, be. <laughs> it downloaded a G drive, I, and I didn't even do it. It just started downloading this. G drive, and this this was after I think Microsoft gave me some kind of warnings about the thing, uh, hmm. and I just want to know if that is that legit. Uh, I don't know. Uh, I mean, is that a, is that a, a, a normal thing you would expect? No, no, Uh-oh, that's not good. <laughs> I don't know what G drive is unless it's some sort of Google. Google Drive or some sort of feature. Really? I mean, I said G Drive. Wow. I said I'd never heard of it. And it took quite a while for that thing to download, too. 
it sounds like you may have plugged something into a USB port to me. Yeah, did you really? plug did you plug something into your machine? No. Um no, uh it's you know, it's it uh it it just uh it just did that automatically and it, and it came up with a different screensaver. You had a different other screensaver either that it was on there before. Hmm. And I have uh you know, I have all the all the other stuff came up all right. I cuz I have I use my I use uh Firefox and I have all the tabs. They all all the tabs showed up. I have like fifteen tabs all showing all what at once. What version of Windows are you using? Ten. Ten. Okay. Um, yeah. I'm thinking maybe you got an update, like that new oh. update that came around. Be- because they, yeah, because I think Michael says your your computer is showing some stress or it was you know with some of their language that it's having some problems. And that's maybe what they did just to... No, no, wait a minute, wait a minute. Who's they telling you your computer has problems? Who's they? Well, uh, uh, Microsoft. Oh, uh-huh. Hmm. Uh-oh. <laughs> maybe it wasn't really them. I don't know. No, it's not them. They'll did never do that. somebody call you? No, they never called me. No, I never mm. got any phone calls. No, but I... Hmm. The message came on, uh, it came on, uh, you know, uh, their support. Their support screen came up. Their support point. screen came up, huh? Uh, you got yeah. hijacked. You think so? Oh, yeah. It's that, a screen came up, said, oh, we're from Microsoft. Call this number. Okay, now what should I do? Well, <laughs> well did, it, did it come up and say, call this number, Joe? Or what? what that message no, is very it, strange. Oh, uh, well, it's... it's if, you know, this is like a week or two ago okay. now. I've just been going with Because I have two computers, and I use that one that's down in my man cave. And yeah. I'm upstairs here a lot. Yeah. I have another laptop up here. Yeah. So I don't always put that on. So, yeah. but Okay, so here's there. the thing you want to do. Do you have malware bytes on your machine? Yep. You do? Is it updated? I have OpenDNS as well on, on the system. The whole Our whole house is oh, good. OpenDNS. Yeah. I don't. I don't know what you saw or what was downloaded, but it doesn't sound kosher to me. <laughs> Should I look into the computer at something? Or see, yeah. Uh, see what that if that thing is there. Or? What thing? G. Drive G. <laughs> what you're talking about? Uh, G drive download. I've never heard of this. Maybe uh, maybe uh, somebody else has heard of this, but. Um, you run out, really? run malware bytes. Uh, yeah, I mean, if it, it could be a major update that occurred, but I've never heard it describe a drive okay. letter. That's okay. odd. Well, new drive letter coming on. I well, without my, plugging it in or mapping it. Yeah, and Microsoft saying to you that your machine seems slow and needs to be. That's a big yeah. no no. There's not, nothing. There's nothing in your computer that's going to voluntarily say, "Hey, Joe, your computer needs something." This is so Microsoft. It like an, another source. It, it does. Okay. It doesn't sound kosher. Um, I could be wrong, but I've never heard of what you're describing before. Okay. So run malware bytes. Make sure you're clean. You okay, obviously we'll have a queasy that. feeling, right? That's why. That's why you're calling, right? It could still get get through the that DNS thing. It still get get through, right? Nothing is perfect, right? It all depends on yeah. if you invited it in. It all depends on, you know, who yeah. knows how whatever this issue is. It could be completely fine. It just sounds a little weird, doesn't it? It, uh, That's why you called us, right? Should, should I use that uh, that computer? I'm in the process of uh, replacing because it's six to seven years old, oh. and uh, you know, and it's probably be a little stressed out. I don't know, maybe because <laughs> I'm looking at a convertible now. You know, an HP possibly mm-hmm. recommended this elite one. Yeah, check it out. That. 
I'm looking at a couple of them. So I am ready to change. Mm. Well, I, would I have upstairs is reaching. I have another question as well. Yeah. So, okay, we don't have a solution for that in any case. Not yet. It's just weird. We'll just put that down as a weird one. It is weird. That's why you I would use it. I would run malware bytes to see if it comes up clean. Um, okay. I don't know what that what what you're talking about exactly happened, but run it All run right. a scanner. If the scanner comes up clean, maybe it was completely uh, legitimate. I, I don't know, um, okay. but it is odd. And if you're gonna if your machine is six seven years old, and I hear your wife's in the background, so if you're looking to get something through the through committee, <laughs> you know, yeah, I mean, it should be upgraded, Joe. Yeah, I <laughs> get my blessing. I'm ready. I'm ready because I had my birthday a couple of days ago. So oh. said, yeah, you're ready, Joe. Come on, man. A birthday, a seven-year-old machine, some weird Gmail drive. Yes. <laughs> Get it through committee. It's time. It's, to, it's time. time. It is something weird. I would scan it to make sure you're cool, but I would. I don't know. All, All right. right. Another question on my other one upstairs here. This one's not quite as old. I think it's four to five years old. It's a small Toshiba laptop. Maybe. Yeah. But I, I was given some wireless earbuds. And I was trying to pair it, you know, with the computer. With the Bluetooth? With the Bluetooth, yeah. yeah. And I, I wasn't able to find Bluetooth on a computer. I, right. And I went to the control panel. It doesn't show Bluetooth as right. a device. You know? Right. So, so Toshiba, I, you may not have a Bluetooth adapter. Uh, it may not. Adapter. Uh, Correct. Because it, it, it paired to her uh, iPad right yeah. next to me. <laughs> yeah, the iPad does have Bluetooth. Most mobile devices like phones and iPads and, and uh even Android uh, pads uh, would have Bluetooth, okay. but maybe not so, your Toshiba. You can okay, buy it. You can buy a third party if you really want to. You can go buy a Bluetooth. Uh, yeah, I see. Stick just, and plug it in there. Just plug it in. Mm. Okay, good thought. Is there uh, Bluetooth in their HP Elite X2? Double check. Um, certain okay. certain models will have things that other models will not. Um, I see. So make sure you might find certain models have things that uh, you want and. and and then they don't. Uh, so yeah. double check. Right. I can't say for sure. I don't use any Bluetooth on mine. Uh, it might have it, but I can't say for certain without looking at it. All right. Very good. All right. We enjoy your show, gentlemen. Thanks very much for your help. All right. Thanks, Joe. Do that scan, all right? I will do it. All right. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. If anyone else has had a G Drive download, I'd love to hear it. That is bizarre. Um, we're going to step out for a quick break. If you can hang on, Larry, Laurie, Rob, will do our best to get to your call before the top of the hour. This is Computer Talk. We'll be right back. back. This is Computer Talk with Tab. Yes, that is a rock use of a triangle. You won't hear that very often in the rock world, a triangle used in that way. But uh, Rush did it. Let's go on to your calls, and uh, we're going to go to Larry in Middlefield. Next, Larry, what's going on? Good morning. Uh, this is Larry in Middlefield, longtime listener. Oh, great. Thanks. Uh, I was in the car just getting home when the lady with the Chromebook yeah. was wanting to download music and um, play it in the vehicle. Right. Um, I believe, unless I missed something, I believe she can download and then put it on a thumb drive, and then that's what I do, mm-hmm. and then plug the thumb drive in the vehicle in the USB. If she has a USB port. In her case, she only has an aux port which is like a speaker connection. So she's going to have to go out the outbound uh, headphones of the Chromebook and into the aux port, which okay, is a speaker-style connection. Yeah, I missed that because That's I, okay. I jumped out of the vehicle. It's all right. We appreciate you uh, trying to help. on the radio here. Yeah. This radio. Yeah. <laughs> but USB port, if your car is capable, that could work. Yep. 
Well, yeah, I have it, and it's uh, a lot of fun. Awesome. All right. Thanks, Larry. Trying to help. I appreciate it. Bye. Bye Bye-bye. Yeah, we we appreciate all the help. We don't know everything. Don't I mean that's what my wife will tell me every day. <laughs> so I can tell you we don't know everything. Let's go on to Lori in Deep River next. Hey Lori. Hello. Hello. I uh, just have a question here. You you talk about open DNS. Yes. And can that be used on the mm-hmm. Apple iPod mm-hmm. Mini? iPod Mini? I- iPad. iPad. Yeah. I mean you can put uh, your DNS settings in there as far as the open DNS DNS settings or if you configure your router in your home mm-hmm. to hand out the IP addresses to all your devices everything in your home will be on that nice safe network okay because we run Apple computers and I had heard somewhere back probably wrong that you can't run or shouldn't run Apple laptops on the open DNS hmm. for for it doesn't it's not compatible with nope. some of the no nope, not completely wrong Okay. Any device that gets an IP address mm-hmm. for DNS, because just so you understand, when you are on, on a, a network connection from your internet provider, they're going to give you something called DNS. Mm-hmm. So this is just one that is more safe than your one provided by your internet service. So you can run on any device that receives DNS, can run OpenDNS, whether it's an iPad, uh, Android tablet, an Apple device, a Windows device, anything can use this technology. It's All you're doing is putting in different IP addresses for DNS. DNS stands for Domain Name Service. So when you type in tabinc.com, mm-hmm. it converts it to our IP address. All you're doing is using a safer way of, of doing that, and the, and the service says, hey, I'm not letting you go to that site. That site's a bad site. Versus your internet provider saying, ah, go ahead. Okay. That's all, that's all it is. Okay. And so. the link for that is on... On our site, Computer yeah. Talk with Tab. Um, because I don't know how to convert the house modem router, whatever that thing is. It's all mm-hmm. it's one box. Yeah, so that's the problem. The Internet provider is very interested in knowing and, and, and dealing and giving you DNS because they're going to sell your information. Oh. Um, if you go on, I would think you have a little more privacy by being on the open DNS system. Than, I haven't proven this out yet, but I think you have even more privacy by flying out of their DNS rather than your Internet provider's DNS. Um, but a little bit more. Uh, but yeah, you, if you can go ahead and put it in your in your network configs of your devices individually, um, Bob knows the IPs by heart. But we have them. We'll have the link posted for you. Okay, great. Thank you. All right, Lori. Have a good one. You too. Bye bye. Bye. Yeah, I can't recommend it enough. Any device can use it. Let's go on to Rob in New London quickly here. Hey, Rob, what's up? How are you today? Fine. How are you? Good. I three quick ones if we can squeeze them in. The first one's a Gmail issue where I'm getting spammed 100. It's a, my business email. It's getting spammed 100 emails a minute, and it says Gmail team. I went to settings and settings again and then uh, blocked this sender, and it still won't block them. And it's, it's not letting me get my good emails. I'm just getting the spams. And you have a Gmail address as your business address? Uh, no, no. It's, uh, it's my business name.com, and mm-hmm. then I forward it to Gmail because I can consolidate different uh, email addresses. So someone's spamming that address. Yes, and we have an Indian-based server for the last six years where my my website designer switched over to them six years ago. They used to have phone support. Now they don't have any phone support. So you, go, you have, he has to go through Gmail. I mean, not through Gmail. He has to go through the server through an email mm-hmm. to try and fix the problem. And he has another client that has a business-based website that's having the same issue. Yeah. This has just happened last Sunday. 
Yeah, so... I'm 30,000 emails in a day or two. Yeah, so the spam solution you have in place stinks. So I think what's happening is is somebody has a password of one of your email accounts, and they're using it as a uh, to, to uh, send spam, a spam relay. Hmm. So what I would suggest is that I don't know how many email accounts you have for your company service, but I would suggest that you have everybody go through and change the password on every account. Okay, I think that's a good idea. And I did have Kaspersky. I didn't know this was my second issue. I didn't know if if that could be an issue as well. I got rid of it for my business computer, but I still have that on my phone. Yeah, that has and nothing to do with spam. Yeah, I would. I'd be okay. skeptical of it too. It's Russian um, antivirus <laughs> software. Exactly. That's what, that was my second question. Do you think I should get rid of that yes. on my phone? I don't because I know the phone's linked with my Gmail account. Yeah, from what I, from the reason this whole thing's come up with Kaspersky is because the NSA was hacked because a NSA uh, analyst brought some stuff home. He had Kaspersky, and the data was scanned by Kaspersky, which is again a Russian antivirus software company, and uh, that data was get got gotten out somehow because of that. Got to um, blame it on the Russians. Blame it on the Russians, uh, but in this case, you can blame it on the Russians. I mean, so I it does seem silly. My phone is next. And then the third issue I had with I have a gaming laptop. It's an Alienware. Mm-hmm. When I bought it, it had an eye recognition, so nobody else could get on my computer. I only use it to play Steam games like Call of Duty, World War Two. Yeah. Uh, about a couple weeks ago, this uh, an icon popped up on the desktop, and it said T O D I I. It was another eye recognition software, hmm. and it said recently updated or recently downloaded. I never downloaded that. Yeah, and the only thing I use this for is my Steam games. Be careful with Steam. Um, there have been some issues with Steam and security, but I don't, I've never heard of that off the top of my head, Rob, and we're coming up against a, a hard break here. I can do a little research and see if we can post something, but Steam has had its issues when it comes to security. I would appreciate that, and I do have an antivirus on that laptop and the Geek Squad support, but this just came up a couple weeks ago. I didn't know if there was something to do about that. We'll, we'll see if I can find something. All right, Rob? Yeah, it was C-O-D-I-I. Thank you. You got it. Well, thank you guys for joining us on this Saturday morning. Thank you, Mike, for producing. Stick around. Dr. Leslie's up next with Healthy Rounds, giving you a second opinion on your health advice. See you next week. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto-pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto-pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling accounts to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com.